Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, CFL. Oh, geez, where's my microphone? There it is. Hey, good evening, CFL fans. Uh, Welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast. Oh, my God. I don't even know what number this is. What are we? Where are we? Week two. You got preseason week two. Charles, help me out here. It's got to be like 152, 151, 251, 252, whatever, something like that. I don't know. Okay. So what is it? We're we're in week two of preseason. It's football season. We had football games last weekend unbelievable and they were awesome man what is it four string bc lion quarterback came in and annihilated the calgary stampeders whoa wasn't that just awesome eh what three touchdowns in four minutes and 41 seconds oh my god and you know well he's the first one to say well it's just preseason yeah but he's also the one that jumps up and down when he gets victories right so you can't have it both ways so you either win the games or you lose the games preseason or not it doesn't matter it just shows that your team wanted it more than the other team, right? I mean, it would be different if they were like first stringers going against third stringers, but no, it's not not what the first game was. So it's absolutely meaningless. I'm just jamming Will right now because he's sitting there going, you're such an asshole. Okay, so yeah, I'm sure he's doing that. Okay, so hey, we're in football season. We got one more game coming up this weekend, all straight across the board, everybody's playing football. And then what happens? Oh my God. It's the regular season. Yes, that's it. The regular season. We're here to play football and CFL.ca. And we're going to get some scheduling happening here. We're on the schedule here. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, look at that. First preseason week, we had Saskatchewan Rough Riders getting beat up by the Edmonton Eskimos 35-12. to 12. In this week two, we had Ottawa destroying Montreal. Surprise there, eh? No. 27-7. And Toronto annihilated Hamilton 36-18. See, no surprises anywhere. Edmonton, Saskatchewan, no surprises. This was a big surprise, was it really? 33-13, Winnipeg Blue Bombers over the Edmonton Eskimos. Now, Edmonton's going to miss the playoffs. I didn't, this wasn't surprising to me. But now Winnipeg, what are they doing? And then BC annihilated Calgary 36-23. That's the first week, first week and a half of preseason. And we got Four games coming up this weekend, starting tomorrow night with the Ottawa Red Blacks into Toronto, into BMO Field to play the Toronto Argonauts. And then Friday night, we have Calgary versus Saskatchewan. And Friday night also, at the same time, this I, I don't understand this, why there's only an hour apart. You can't watch both. But, you know, there's only a couple of games that are on TV. Um, was the Hamilton-Montreal game that TSN just announced that they're going to put that game on. Um, so Calgary and Saskatchewan are playing at 6.30 Pacific time, and then Winnipeg is in BC at 7.30 Pacific time. Of course, we know who's going to win that game. Ha, ha, ha. They're missing a quarterback. Yeah, we don't know who's going to win that game. It's preseason. Who gives a shit? But it's football. We get to watch it, and that's exciting. Saturday night, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific time. What is this breakfast game here? Hamilton versus Montreal uh, for the breakfast bowl. Ah, when are they going to stop doing this shit? Okay, so then the first regular season, the first game is Edmonton in Winnipeg on 
one week tomorrow, one week, Thursday, June 14th, seven days, 21 hours, 25 minutes, 51 seconds. We get the opening game of the 2018 CFL season. Unbelievable. That's exciting. So I'm going to open up the panel and we're going to talk because that's about all I'm going to rant about is the schedule because there's nothing else really going on in the league. Ha! We got lots to talk about tonight. It's a preseason and it's football season. And I'm just stoked and excited and everything else. And you can tell that. Uh, do, 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 do. What am I going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm opening up the mics. Oh, by the way, I'm Christopher Jones, your host for this evening. And we also have our other co-host, uh, fill-in head coach, all sorts of wonderful things, Charles Cliff. Charles, opening the mic. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good because, well, first of all, uh, I have four hours left in my 30s. And then 48 hours from now, I'm going to be at BC Play Stadium. So it's a good night. So you're going to be 40 years old? Yes. Really? You don't look that old. I'm getting my, I'm getting my cane fitted, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be 40 years old tomorrow. Oh, see, I thought you were like in your early 30s, like 32, 33 or something like that. Nope. Okay. I'm 39, oh, at least for four more hours. Well, happy birthday, or my condolences, or whatever you want to take it as, buddy. It's uh, just it's, another day. It's just another day, and it's just another year, and we all yep. move on, except for Will. He just keeps yep. crashing and breaking and burning and doing all sorts <laughs> of bad things, but, you know, that's Will. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, football season. You're going to BC Place on Friday night. I'm so jealous. Yes, I'm so am. hurt by this. You know, this this is the first preseason game that I've missed in decades, and I'm I almost want to jump in my car and drive down there and go watch the game. I'm sure that I can get my ass into Club Orange for, for the evening. Uh, downside to that is uh, my girls are in a big horse competition up in uh, Vernon on Saturday, uh, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, and I'm probably going to have to go there. <sighs> Deep sigh. I'm going to watch the game. Is the game on TV? It's televised, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm going to watch it on TV. I get to watch football. Oh, my mm-hmm. good Lord. That's going to be awesome. Okay, so that's... Cool. Let's uh let's open up uh, Mark. Mark two two oh four number, isn't it? Mark, Mark, Mark. Yeah. We finally we finally got you on the rate on the show, eh? Charles was trying yeah. and trying and trying and I think it was four I, times, which is pretty I, usual. I, That's the kind of the norm. I had to run out to my workshop and get my glasses, couldn't see shit. So I I missed all that thing here. Okay, so how you doing, Mark? Doing good, doing good. You missed the big news, I think, today in the sporting world in Winnipeg. It's not what you think. We now have a professional soccer team. (laughs) (laughs) The Valor Football Club. Yes, we do. Who cares? (laughs) But that was the big news today. (laughs) Are they the same guys that own the Bombers? Yeah, the Bombers own them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's the Canadian Premier League, it's called. So it's yeah. just another another uh, team in the IGF for their stadium. Yep. So now you get to you get to listen to a whole pile of other people bitch about their pitch. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my god! <laughs> and this isn't even MLS, is it? It's like like tier no, two shit. No, it's sanctioned by FIFA. We're part of the Concacaf, whatever you want to call it. Um, right now, they're starting with eight teams, and they want to. Within the next five years, get to sixteen if they can. But so this um, is this is not MLS. No, 
No, which is going to be a strictly be Canadian cons- league. This is a Canadian fully league. Canadian league. Um, there's going to be a, a Canadian ratio that they have to have, and it can only have so many imports, blah, 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 blah. So it'll be, be like the, the CFL, CFL just soccer. in soccer. Yep. Oh, my God. Really? Okay. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> okay. You're cool with it. You're cool with it. You have less Italians. That's all. Okay, let's uh, open up another mic here. Who we got? Oh, William. How you doing, buddy? How's Calgary? I'm I'm great. I just wanna I just wanna give a big shout out shout out to Charles Cliff. I way prefer him as the host of Let's Talk CFL podcast. Okay, <laughs> just saying, just my opinion. You know, he's a nice forty-year-old guy. He's not a bit of a windbag. He's got scruples. He's not old and 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 decrepit like some hosts I know. Um, just just going to say. And secondly, I just want to say, yes, Christopher Jones, you are right. Your fourth-string players are better than Calgary's fourth-string players. But I don't know about the rest of your team because something happened in that game that I have never seen. What? The BC Lions defense let Bo Levi Mitchell run into the end zone for a touchdown. I don't yeah. think he's ever done that. He doesn't run. You he can time his running run. with the calendar. Absolutely. And he scored on BC. It's going to be a long year, Lions. Holy crap. Uh, no, 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 no. They no, didn't no, have no. a lot of their top-tier guys. <sighs> okay. Whatever. It, 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 just wait till Bo follows Matt Nichols' lead. <laughs> and I, I don't think it's an ACL. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, what's going to call it? Uh, I think it's an Achilles, to be honest with you. That's oh, the way they described it. The way they described it, he ran backwards to throw the ball and just fell down. And apparently when they were carting him off the field, he chucked his helmet. So he knows, he knows. He's- Okay. Yeah, done. Two years. Just the same as the same as Finished. Travis Lule last year when he hurt himself. You saw the emotion on his face and how downtrodden he was because he knew. Okay, so yeah, and it's and it really is it really is too bad, and I really mean that, Mark. It really is too bad because I was looking forward to Winnipeg doing well this year, and I'm not saying they're not gonna because they're gonna have a killer defense, man. I, I don't think anybody is gloating over this. This is a very no. sad day for the CFL. I Except mean, for Saskatchewan every, fans, because apparently yeah, Winnipeg fans who Darian Durant when he got hurt. Well, give me your head a shake, guys. Sorry, Logan. <laughs> Morgan, not Logan. Morgan, sorry. I got and we're opening his mic right mind. now, okay? So here he is. Morgan, how you doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good. Yourself? I just think uh, Winnipeg will have two soccer teams now with how many field goals they'll be <laughs> kicking. <so. laughs> well, they, they've been a soccer team for the last couple of years, haven't they? With Medlock back there? That's, Matt Nichols doesn't know how to get the ball to the end zone anyhow, so what the hell, no loss. That's true. The defense will have to step up even more now. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we might as well jump right into this. And uh, what are we talking about? Breaking news earlier today, Winnipeg quarterback Matt Nichols goes down with the injury at practice. 
Do the Bombers have enough other weapons to withstand losing a major piece like this? No team, no team in the CFL has enough weapons to overcome losing a major piece like this in their team. Okay? No team. And no team ever does. When you lose your starting quarterback, you always take a step backwards. Okay? Unless you've got some absolute stud on your tier two right now. And the only thing that I can say, the only team that would come close to that right now is Ricky Ray with James Franklin, because we really don't know what James Franklin's capable of doing. So he could be an absolute stud, but you know, Hey, who goes? I don't know. I don't know. Mark, you step up right now. Talk to us about the Winnipeg blue bombers and losing Matt Nichols. What does this mean to you and your season? Um, just have Come to on, get the crossover. Honest. Just have to get the crossover. Just have more to than get likely, crossover. we're more than likely hooped. But um, all we have to get is the crossover. And like I was saying earlier, from the one source that I've been able to talk to, and a couple other friends that have talked to theirs, it does sound like it's a torn ACL, and he's done for the season. Because I think it's the same leg as he tore it before. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, if he's done to the season, we are completely hooped. If he's out the first two months, if we can tread water on some of the teams, we don't have the easiest start, but we do have a couple. We have Hamilton and Montreal in the first six. So um, if we can tread water, if he's only out four to six weeks, maybe two months, we can stay close to 500 it won't hurt us that badly if he's done for the season i'm kind of hoping chris strivler is the next sean salisbury as well said earlier but realistically we're screwed um andrew harris can only run the ball so many times the defense is going to be under so much pressure um, well, there's a good possibility of three victories in the first nine weeks. Yeah. If, if we can get Hamilton to twice and the, Montreal once. Yeah, like I said, if we can keep it up towards the crossover, I'm okay. But I'll take it. <laughs> um, no, nah, we're we're screwed without Nichols, let's say. I said, I know you're not a big fan of him, Christopher, but uh, he is one of the hottest quarterbacks the last two years. So things were looking so good to finally getting I, rid of that. Hang, hang on, Mark. I, you know, I don't, I'm not coming down on Nichols. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. And I think that he's doing extremely well in Winnipeg, and his numbers prove it. All I've ever said is that he is not a champion caliber quarterback. He is going to take your team so far, and that's as far as he's going to take them. He's going to take them into the first or second round of the playoffs, and then you guys are going to go golfing. And, and if you're okay with that, then Matt Nichols is your man. But with a torn ACL, he ain't even your man. I will say going forward, with after watching the game last week and some of the training camp and everything, Alex Ross cannot start the season. He, uh, I can see why Wally let him go. Yeah. Um, Wally doesn't like good quarterbacks. Go away. Yeah. No, this Strebler kid, though, I know it was against Scrubs, but 
but we also had most of our scrubs in when he played. And he went 10 for 10 for 144, and he's only 23 years old. Yeah, well, that's kind of the John, John Jennings thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm crossing my fingers for. Hey, Jonathan Jennings came out as a complete stud, right? It's just after a while, he just – bad game planning for him. Hopefully that new court, uh, coordinator in BC is going to change that. So, yeah, you know, there's still promise for Winnipeg. Nobody's, nobody's crying. You know, you shouldn't be crying yet. Um, no. Let's wait till the first first third of the season's over, the first six games, and see where you're sitting. And if no, you're I just sitting at the bottom, the then BC I would be, be concerned. I just want yeah. to get through the two BC games. That's all I want to get through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can hurt. Those are going to be hurtful. Yeah. Okay, let's jump over to William. He has a lot to say on this subject. How you doing, bud? I'm good. Um, you know what? <laughs> it's the beginning of the year. You can't just write off your season. It's that simple. Okay, so I'm sure they're gonna. They're going to scrounge looking for another quarterback because they need to have a third quarterback. I don't think they have a fourth one right now. Um, and you know what? Start a rookie, Strebler. Hey, you never know. This guy is 6'2", 215 pounds. He, he, didn't, he didn't get drafted in the NFL, and he was invited to a number of rookie camps. He didn't go because he signed with Winnipeg, so... To me, that's his commitment, and he apparently is quite fast as well. So hey, we'll see. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't. I guess they don't have an option. I mean, I understand that. I, I think Winnipeg, their team is made. You don't have to. And I mean, this goes back to to Matt Nichols being a game manager, okay? And I know Mark hates that word, but. You don't have to be the superstar because they have a great running game. They got a great offensive line. They got good receivers. Okay, you just need somebody to pull that. And he doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all be all like, a, like a Mike Riley because I think Winnipeg's team is better than a Mike Riley team. But the reason Mike Riley's teams are so good is because they have Mike Riley. So... You know, there's lots of optimism. And they do play, I'm sorry, guys, and don't take this the wrong way, they also play BC twice at the beginning of the year. And I don't yeah. think BC is going to be that good. So, oh, um, no, 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 no. did I say that? Whoops, sorry, didn't mean to say that. We haven't done our picks yet, so I should just be quiet. But, yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. They're not going to be worse than Montreal, I would hope. Okay? I mean... You'd be in trouble, Mark, if your backup quarterback was Drew Willie. Then you'd be in real trouble. So, but so you know, what you're but, saying yeah. is, is that it, all you need is a game manager and a really good team around them, and you can be successful. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Well, I'm what I'm going by here, and the reason I'm saying that is because there's a certain person on this podcast who insists that. There's a certain team in in Calgary that's really good, and their quarterback's not that great, but he plays on a really good team, and that's why they're so successful. So what's the and difference? I, and I'm glad Calgary you're admitting that Winnipeg? finally. I'm glad you're admitting well, that no, finally. I, I, I'm just I'm just expressing the opinion of another person on this panel, okay? And and I'm all about promoting people's opinions, okay? It, yeah. Their opinion sucks and it's not real, but I'm just I'm just being 
I'm being an optimist for my buddy Mark, okay, because I want Mark to feel good because, let's face it, it's been a long time in Winnipeg without a great cup. I'd love to see them win a great cup. And I and I was thinking that this year I would I would consider going to the Grey Cup if Winnipeg was there because oh, I could okay. cheer. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Pretty simple. So Mark, are you agreeing with twenty eight years and counting now? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Still on twenty seven. Oh, okay. Still on twenty seven. Okay. 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 Still on twenty seven. You're not conceding the season yet. No. Morgan. I mean, I really – I hold on, I'm not done yet. I no, really no. feel Here bad for done. people. I really feel bad for what people in Winnipeg because their hockey team got kicked in the you-know-whats, and they didn't go all the way. So now, now you maybe, know – Maybe they're the going to have a good soccer with, team. Without a, without a quarterback. Hey, they got – I hear the Gold Eyes are a pretty good baseball team. So I'm just saying. Yeah, they are. They're very good. They're, they're maybe the soccer team will win a championship for Winnipeg. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, you know. Hey, that would be a cool thing. Morgan, come on in here and talk to us about quarterbacks. How the hell is uh, – uh, what's his name doing over there in, in Regina? Um, Zach Caleros. Is he, he, did he step up? How you, did you see anything playing? And did you get to the preseason game? I watched you some of the uh, uh, training camps here, and he he seems pretty quiet, but he seems to have control of things and – um, with the tools surrounding around him, I'm actually kind of excited. But as far as like Matt Nichols goes, and him being injured, it really puts Winnipeg in a very peculiar spot. But I guess this Chris Stuvler, however you say his name, you did go ten for ten with that. 80-yard touchdown toss, but that's a really small sample size against probably lots of rookie defenders. So, Yeah, nobody had film on him yet. I guess, I guess we'll have to see what he can do maybe in the next season game when he's playing against more number one guys or something. But this Alex Ross guy, I don't know, he likes to run, so maybe they can put him as a Halfback or something like that, but not not gonna not gonna happen that way. No, but not gonna. I don't know. We can't count their season out quite yet because it's still preseason. But I don't even know if there's any veteran quarterbacks that they could potentially go after either or not. But I yeah, I know right now. Drew Willie's is going to be the starting quarterback of Montreal, so he's not even up for grabs anymore. I guess maybe Josh Freeman can come out of retirement, <laughs> go over to Winnipeg. But you know, well, you never know what's going to happen with Manziel and Mazzoli over in Hamilton. One of them might be expendable. You could have Manziel go to Winnipeg. Mark, would you like that? If he could throw a football and get a touchdown, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As I, as I, that's as not I what you've been saying Earl, all off season about Manziel. <laughs> as I mentioned, as I mentioned earlier to Mark, I mean they could get Daria Durant out of retirement, but he's going to want a signing bonus. So, 
Yeah. He's going to want a signing bonus. He's already got one. He got one already. He got 70 grand yeah, but already. but he'd want another one. Yeah. Charles! Quarterback situation. How's this happening? Matt Nichols. Well, I mean, bad. This is bad news. This is bad news. It's terrible news. It's almost catastrophic for the Bombers. But I agree with everybody else that you can't necessarily just count them out altogether. Um, we got to see uh, how you know these young guys does. I can't even pronounce the guy's last name. It's not sounding too promising for Alex Ross. You never know what kind of deal can be worked out with somebody, although I don't know who's out there that maybe maybe they'll go and uh, approach Edmonton for Kevin Glenn and get Kevin Bla- Glenn back to Winnipeg. Who knows? That seems to be the fallback for people that need quarterbacks. Uh, but um, really uh, unfortunate news. I mean, I guess you could say I could be happy because my Lions prospects, I think, have probably gone up a little bit with Matt Nichols going down. But I don't want the, that to happen at the expense of an injury. The CFL is a better place when Matt Nichols is playing. Um, is he the greatest quarterback? No, but he, you know, he he got the job done pretty well last year. So, um, and you never want to see a guy go down with an injury, especially in preseason. Not even in a game. Not in a practice. Not even in a contract contact drill. He was doing a non-contact drill and got injured backpedaling, basically, which is not a good sign. And, uh, of course, there was a report that when they were bringing him off the um, field, he threw his helmet in anger, and he knows it's a serious injury. That's why he did that, because he's had one before. So it's a tough, tough um, one for Matt Pill, for Matt Nichols to swallow, I'm sure, but, uh, you know, those are the breaks, but... The Bombers are going to have a very good defense. They've still got some very talented players on offense, starting with Andrew Harrison out. So if they can get a guy that's at least half decent at getting the ball out to these people, they can still be an okay football team. Um, do I think they're the favorites now in the West like I used to uh, before Matt Nichols went down? No, I can't say that anymore. But I still think that there's potential there for them to be at least a good team one that can challenge for um, a playoff spot at the very least. Do you think Adam Big Hill's regretting his decision right now? Uh, probably give him a little bit of pause, but I mean, it is what it is. You got to play with the play with the hands you're dealt. Exactly, exactly, and mm-hmm. shit happens. And yep. <clears throat> I do feel sorry for Winnipeg fans. I do, I really do. And uh, yeah, I might mm-hmm. be teasing them a little bit and. It's going to be fun to razz Jared. But, you know, football's football, and it doesn't matter whether it's Ricky Ray going down, Mike Riley, Travis Lule. I mean, they all take a the shot at it, right? They all – it's a contact sport. I mean, it's a tough sport. That's why girls don't play it. Oh, that shouldn't have come out, right? I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Okay, that's a groaner. Okay, let's well, move on. Out. I don't know. We'll edit that one out? Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. put a beep in there or something. Beep. Okay. Sure. So, let's talk some football. We've been talking a little bit of football, but hey. Talk CFL. Okay. So, I just had my dinner delivered to me. So, I'm going to have to munch it on. Um, I'm going to put on the mute the mic just because we're going to. Because that's the nicest thing to do. So, Charles, 
once I get through this ne- next start, this next segment, you kind of like keep the ball rolling. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I need to okay. eat. All right. And then another major injury loss was the Hamilton Tiger Cats have lost receiver Shamad Chambers for the, for the season with a torn ACL. Is this a bigger loss because he's a Canadian receiver? Shabbat Chambers has never been healthy in the CFL. How is this a loss to anybody? I, I don't understand how this can really affect anybody. Did anybody expect him to last the whole season? I certainly didn't. So, you know what? I'm out, Charles. You take over. Have fun. All right. So, Shamad Chambers, he goes down. Um, Will, what do you think? Uh, he's a Canadian receiver, and uh, you know, always like to have your Canadians in your skill position, so... Is this a particularly uh, bad loss for Hamilton? No, I think I think he's a Canadian receiver, so there's lots of them out there. Um, and uh, I don't even I don't even really know who he is. So maybe that's because he plays for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just I was just looking I was just looking up his stats because I I mean I've heard the name, but. I mean, help me out here. Is he is he that good or not? Well, I mean, he's, he's a Canadian. decent receiver when he's in the lineup, but uh, I think being a Canadian player is also helpful. One that can actually yeah. play, anyways. Well, yeah, and I mean, hey, I guess any injury is is bad. He's twenty nine years old. Come on, his career stats. Has he ever had a thousand yards? I I don't know. Um, that there I'm he not is. Sure. Um, and I can tell you, I can tell you. Oh, okay. So he was a he was an Edmonton guy for a number of seasons, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But he, ha- he he has never played a full season. Most games he's ever played is seventeen. And what is all the talk about? He's never. Wow, you know what? He's never, he's never, he's never had over 500 yards in a season. Who's he? That's why I haven't. That's why I haven't heard of him. Obviously, so I'm sure you can replace him with a rookie from the draft. How, how did Sorry. I rate that? Oh, okay. Sorry, that was that's for him not having 500 yards. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, yeah, he's never had more than, like, his best season was 465 yards, and he played in 17 games that year. Averaged mm-hmm. 11.1 yards per uh, reception. I mean, uh, can you say journeyman? I can. So so is it is it going to be the difference between Hamilton winning the Grey Cup and not? No, it's not. So moving on to another guy. Go ahead, guys. Okay, then. All right, Mark, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? You know, no, he's not a household name, but like you said, Charles, um, he is a Canadian receiver, and they are important. You have to get something from them. And looking at their depth chart just now behind them, Will, you've never heard of Shamad Chambers, the Canadian receivers they have left? No clue. No clue who they are at all. And that's, like, yeah, he's a Canadian receiver. But that's an important position. You need to get production out of those Canadian receivers. 
part of the reason the Bombers have struggled is their best Canadian receivers are guys that get 400 yards playing 18 games. You have to have good Canadian receivers, and Chambers may not be great, but at least he's got the experience. Um, I think it will hurt them at the start, but like Will said, you can fill that pretty quick. There's still a lot of free agent Canadian kids out there, I'll bet, right now. Or, hey, maybe we can make a trade. We'll take Masoli, and they can have Dembski. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. I'm okay with that. They get their Canadian receiver, and we get a quarterback. Hey, there's a trade right there. I mean, and if, <laughs> and if, if Hamilton events, eventually signs uh, Chapman or whatever the heck his name is, their number one draft pick this year, then we won't even know about the guy because yeah, well, he'll the, separate the, into the lineup. Yeah, this puts Chapman in a good spot with the contract demand. This actually does Absolutely. put him in a real good spot. Yeah. Uh, go yeah, ahead. That helps them out. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So he might get lucky for his holdout. So with <laughs> his injury, that might be a blessing in disguise for him. Morgan, you got any thoughts on this? Um, basically, whenever you, you never want to see any Canadian player at any position go, go down because we don't have so many of them to begin with, but especially when they're gone for probably all season. Um, but I do think that they, they'd probably be able to fill that spot. It might take a game or two, but I feel like in the end they'll be able to find some kind of receiver. It might be a international, and they might have to put a Canadian somewhere else, but I think they'll be fine without him. That's about all I have. Yeah, well, I think, um, I still do think, I know he doesn't have the biggest numbers yet, but if you can get a guy like that into your starting lineup, uh, then you could open, that opens up an import um, spot somewhere else uh, where it could be, you know, better used. Now, I'm not saying... Um, um, I'm not saying they're going to do that. Um, I don't know what their plans were for Shamad Chambers, but uh, they don't really have any plans now because he's not going to be around all year with his ACL. So uh, it's a bit of a bump in the road for the um, for the um, Hamilton Tiger Cats for sure. But you know what? Like I said with Matt Nichols, you play with the cards that are dealt. So I think they're more looking into the – Johnny football and staring at him and uh, well it's probably a bit of a um, a hard one for them to take I think they're going to get over it fairly quickly so that's about what I got from that anyone else uh, have anything to add on this I'm good alright I'm guessing by the silence the answer is no so let's move on shall we Okay, my computer's being really slow tonight. I pressed the button a- and it didn't make it. Nice. Talk to you oh. That's okay. I'll jump in and do it again. All right. I almost finished my burger, so we'll let it sit here for a couple minutes so I digest what I just did. In, this, uh-huh. in a surprising announcement, quarterback Drew Tate 
has announced his retirement to take a coaching job at NCAA. Do we think he never reached his full potential as a quarterback? I mean, like, everybody says he's made a glass. I don't really think that Calgary game is just his time at the thing. Do, do we think that he ever made it? Ah, I don't know. Drew Tate was a pretty awesome little quarterback, and he just got hurt at an inopportune time. And it never recovered. His career never recovered from that injury. What happened? Well, they found Bola Ivan Mitchell, and they just went with him. So do we think Drew Tate could have been better somewhere else? Because he, he, he basically was happy being a retir- uh, uh, career backup quarterback in Calgary. They were winning. Why wouldn't you be happy there? No, nope, wanted to start. Off he goes, and he didn't even make that. What was he? He was in Ottawa, wasn't it? Backing up Trevor Harris? Backing up Trevor Harris in Ottawa, yeah. Yep. So he's retired to take an NCAA coaching position, probably making far more money. And, uh, yeah. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Did he ever reach his yep. potential? No, I don't think he did. I think he was a better quarterback than what he was allowed to show in this league. And what do you think, Will? I mean, you had him in, in your stable for a long time. Well, and and the story goes like this, and you guys probably don't realize this. Um, at one point in time, uh, Calgary had uh, Henry Burris, Drew Willie, and Bo, Live, Bo Levi Mitchell was a first-year guy or something. And, you know, the day Bo Levi Mitchell came to Calgary, they said after his first preseason that he would eventually be the starter in Calgary. And... I think what they did is they they traded uh, Henry Burris one season early, and they figured Drew Tate would take over while they were waiting for Bo Levi Mitchell. Well, what happened? Drew Tate got hurt, so they happened to have a, another guy on their roster by the name of Kevin Glenn, and he won, if I am correct, he won 14 games that year. Um but in the Western semifinal, I do believe, they pulled Kevin Glenn to bring Drew Tate in, and Drew Tate won that game for Calgary, and then they got the shit stomped out of him by Saskatchewan uh, in the in the Western final, I do believe. And so, and after that, the next year, Drew Tate and Bo Levi Mitchell competed for the, first, for the number one job, and Bo Levi Mitchell won out, and the rest, as they say, is history. But uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Drew Tate has tripled his salary as of today, and he had a professional career without, you know, getting too beat up. He did have some injuries, but he never got the beat up. And do I do I think he might have been better somewhere else? Maybe, maybe. I really believe that when Calgary holds on to quarterbacks, it's for a reason because I think Dave Dickinson. And John Huffnagel are good judges of quarterbacks. So you couldn't tell from the exhibition game last week, but um, I'm thinking they're good judges of quarterbacks. And so did Drew, I don't think Drew Tate got his fair shake in Calgary, to be honest with you. And it would have been nice if he had to went somewhere else, but they were paying him pretty decent dollars to be a backup in Calgary because he was the backup in Calgary for one, two, two, two years behind Bo Levi Mitchell, and he was 
they tell me he was making two hundred plus thousand dollars a season as a backup. So there you go. That's it. That's all. All right, uh, Mark. What are your thoughts on the retirement of Drew of Drew Tate? Well, you know, it's not surprising he retired. Like as Christopher said, um, I, I don't like calling him Glass because he's like Buck Pierce in that he was tough, tough as hell. He just got broken every time he got hit. I guess that is the definition of glass. I just don't like the term. Um, he definitely, if he stayed healthy when he the, when he was healthy, he was a very good quarterback. Uh, he probably could have been starting in several other places. Hell, he's better than Drew Willie. He could have been starting here. Um, but I, I think it's great that he's getting into coaching. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him back up here. It is in a lower league. It's with the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I was just looking it up. Okay. They're uh, they're in Division One, but they're in a subdivision of Division One. They're in the Sun Belt Division, I guess it's called. But hey, you know, Sun Belt Division. We've all seen what um, backup quarterbacks that didn't weren't the greatest can become great head coaches. John Huffnagel. When he is in Winnipeg, he couldn't start a game for the life of him. One of the best backups there was. Mm-hmm. And look at, you know, they just, backup quarterbacks seem to become good coaches. So maybe we'll see him back up in the CFL, which I think yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Maybe he's using this as training to try to get back to the CFL as a coach. Who knows? But he definitely. It could be. Yeah, he definitely could have started pretty much anywhere else, especially Winnipeg, if he just stayed healthy. Yep. Yeah, that's the big thing, obviously. Go ahead. Well, Drew Tate, um, really, um, he could have been the starter for Calgary. A lot of people thought he was going to get the job. And ended up losing it in camp to Bo Levi Mitchell. So he's definitely a talent there. Morgan, do you got any thoughts on the retirement of Drew Tate, head of the NCAA? Um, well, I know when he was first coming to the league, I was quite a bit younger than all you guys then, but I was quite excited for him still. And even then I thought he could potentially like bring something to the league and probably would have if he ever played a full season and he if he got traded to a different team like any team in the east could have used him as a starter I'm sure like mm-hmm. but and I, I think he would make a pretty good he could potentially make a pretty good coach as well it'll be interesting to see where his career goes from here, but I definitely think he could have been a better quarterback if he could have stayed upright and not injured all the time. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Tate was a very... Um, he was highly thought, thought of. Um, he did remember that uh, the Will brought it up of the year that... Um, 
Um, Kevin Glenn went out and won 14 games in a row, or not 14 games in a row, but 14 games overall in the season. But yet they decided to go to Drew Tate in the playoffs. And uh, that was uh, confusing. Was that 2012, I think, was the year? Um, was that the? I think that's the year they ended up losing to Toronto in the Grey Cup. But, um, yeah, they, they had enough confidence in him to go to him. But uh, he couldn't get that starter job away from uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. And, he, of course, he headed off to um, uh, Ottawa and was a backup there for a year. But... Uh, just never got his rhythm, even though he was um, uh, one of those guys that um, was, um, you know, highly sought after. Whenever someone had an injury go down, um, they would go and say, um, people were saying, oh, go out and get um, Drew Tate. He was the guy, one of the first guys that was uh, mentioned. But not going to be that way anymore. His career is over, and wish him good luck down south in the NCAA with whatever team he's coaching with down there. Anyone else on the, the Drew Tate? Anything else left here? Okay. Now he just a becomes a foot. Like. He just becomes a footnote in the CFL history. Pretty much. That's exactly so, what you know, it's You know, we look at it as a, um, you know, did he ever reach his full potential? It's kind of one of those never was scenarios, right? Hate to Pretty say much. it, but. He just was uh, was and never was. Never was a starter. Never was. Well, was for a little bit, but just never did it. Okay. A battle. A battle. Guns and t- tanks and armor. and A battle has emerged for the number two quarterback position for with the Grey Cup champion Toronto Argonauts. Is this a surprise considering the highly publicized signing of James Franklin? So somebody's giving James Franklin a run for his money in the Toronto boot camp right now. That's pretty awesome. I think we all know Ricky Ray is a starter and the number one quarterback in, in Toronto right now. But, hell, James Franklin was supposed to have been the second coming and, you know, most sought-after type of player. And it kind of fit into the same uh, mold here as what uh, uh, Henry Burris and, and Trevor Harris were in Ottawa. But Trevor Harris was never challenged for the number two spot in Ottawa. This guy's getting challenged right now in training camp and may not actually even get the second second tier starting position. Wow. 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 Is that kind of freaky? Does anybody really know anything about that? Will, you been following this story in Toronto? Well, I'm I I first of all is the hype is the hype James Franklin gets really just that hype cuz he has not played very many games in the CFL. Okay, and most of the games he has played in the C- CFL were nothing games. Okay? So to me, a guy shows up when the lights are on and the game is on the line and he hasn't had enough experience with that yet. And I mean, you can talk about how great he is and how great he's going to be, but until he shows it to me, he's just another backup. And uh, I'm not surprised there's a guy challenging him. I mean, 
once again, I think I think Jim Pop and Mark Pressman are great judges of quarterback talent. Yeah, they wanted Franklin, and they got Franklin, but they also brought another guy in, and and they're giving him a fair shake at it. And he looked good in the preseason game. Apparently, this game Franklin is going to play the whole first half, so we'll see what he does. I mean, he's still unproven, so he's just because he's been in the league for three or four years doesn't mean squat. So no, it just knows that he knows more about the game. Uh, sure, you he know, does. The, the nuances of, of the CFL game in comparison to coming up here as a raw rookie, American rookie coming up here and going ah. And just because he can toss the ball and run the ball and, and do all those sort of things doesn't mean that he can play the game of CFL. So that's why I think that, you know, uh, James Franklin's got a, a leg up on just about anybody else that's in a backup position in the CFL in that aspect of things. Yeah. Okay. Mark, are you looking at one of these quarterbacks right now? Any of them look um, sexy to you? I wouldn't mind Franklin here. But just looking at the stats from last week, uh, Bethel Thompson actually was 9 for 11 for 122 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Franklin was 8 of 10, 73 yards, and an interception. So he did outduel them for the one game anyway. They're going to put all their eggs in Franklin's basket. They made too big of a deal about bringing him in. So he's... He's not going anywhere. He'll start the season as the backup. Uh, we have to remember talking to Tressman's like talking to O'Shea. They're not telling you anything. So I would say that Franklin, he would have to be an absolute disaster in order to not be the uh, backup going into the season. I just don't see it. And, hey, if he does get pushed to three and he's pissed off, Hi, there's a, place, a city that could certainly use you. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just wishful thinking on your part. Mark, your, your, yeah, it your analysis. Go ahead, Mark. Bro. It doesn't suit you. It doesn't suit you to be a quarterback whore, Mark. Okay, just, just <laughs> drop it out, man. Come on. Hey, Chris Traveler. In Chris Traveler, we trust. There you go. It was look. It was sounding really pathetic there for a little bit there, Mark. You got to mm-hmm. kind of suck it up a little bit and just yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think uh, they've put too much into bringing in Franklin, and let's face it, he's not paying being paid league minimum. He's going to be up around two hundred, I think. So he's going to be the backup, and he is their quarterback going forward. They've said that. So unless he's a disaster in this game, I think he's already locked into the backup spot. I think he's locked into the number one spot as soon as Ricky Ray gives it up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that changing. I really don't. <clears throat> so you got I, I I delete where these stories come from just to take letters off my page on my agenda. Um who who wrote this story? Who who was this a, a three down story? No, this is of uh, CFL.ca. Oh, okay. I was just looking if somebody was trying to make some news. Okay. So, Charles, go ahead. James Franklin. I just wondered if this was maybe a little bit of um, uh, a message being sent by Tressman to um, to James Franklin that maybe that uh, 
he isn't having his the best of camp, so maybe he's just trying to, uh, you know, rattle his chain a little bit because, um, I don't know. I just I cannot see with all the hype they had with um, uh, the the deal to bring Franklin there, warranted or not, I cannot see them going elsewhere for their backup. Uh, I think Franklin is the guy is going to be the backup, but uh, again, um, you know, he's still a big question mark. Is he as good as what a lot of people say he is? We don't know. So um, this is basically. Um, an interesting uh, situation, but I think when push comes to shove, it is going to be um, James Franklin at number two. Uh, I don't buy that there's all that much of a competition. No, I don't think anybody does. Nope. Okay, so we've done Mar- uh, Morgan. Do you have any thoughts on yes. this? Do you know Do you know who James Franklin is? I Sorry. heard him. I know he can throw a football. Um, but, no, I I think he will be the backup. But at the same time, it doesn't surprise me with the coaching staff that uh, Toronto has. It doesn't surprise me that they do have competition even at the backup spot because they're – Smart football minds, especially on the offense side of things. So they're going to bring the next guy up after Ricky Ray uh, leaves. They're going to need someone to back up Franklin. So I'm not surprised that the third string is uh, not a horrible choice either. And, yeah, that's about it. Okay. So, we got well. Charles, you jumped on this one? You did? I did, Mark yes. did. Morgan did. We're done with it. Get us out of here. Because, like, who? James Franklin. Come on. We've all, I don't know, we've had so much talk about this guy, and yet it's almost sounding like he's a bit of a bust. So, Will stated it. Nobody, I, I, we haven't seen enough of this guy. He has not done anything. I I saw more from Mike Riley in BC before he went to Edmonton than we saw of James Franklin in Edmonton, and he was in Edmonton a hell of a lot longer. So mm-hmm. no, I don't. I'm not jumping up and down on this guy at all. And if he gets sent to number three position, so be it. Just I don't think he's going to go there. I think they've got him for the number one job as soon as Ricky walks away. James Franklin's going to do it, <clears throat> and whether he's going to be any good or not, we don't know. I mean, hell, every team goes through a ton of quarterbacks. It's just one of those things that happens. Okay, this story just kind of confuses me a little bit, and it's really stupid. TSN has announced it has adjusted its preseason television schedule to include Saturday's game between Montreal and Hamilton. Is this a bit hypocritical for TSN, who did not televise some of the other CFL preseason games? I don't know about hypocritical, but I'll tell you what I do know about this. Hamilton broadcasts these games for their fans anyhow. So why is TSN broadcasting it as well? It doesn't really make sense. Why don't you broadcast another game so that the fans can get more football? And really, come on, why wouldn't you be doing every preseason game? 
I know you don't make as much money and there's not as much sponsors and everything else, but you're either committed to the CFL to, to broadcast their games or you're not. And if you want to do the playoffs and you want to do the regular season, then God damn it, do the preseason as well. We should be watching all of the football games. We all want to watch them. So I don't understand why they don't do it. Okay. That's a big problem for me. So why would they just all of a sudden announce that they've got to change everything because they were only doing four preseason games this year. Now they're going to do a fifth one, and they're doing it to a game that's already broadcast by the team. In what world does this make sense to you? Because it certainly does not to me. Charles, have you figured this one out yet? It's really annoying because you look at it now, and now Hamilton is having both of their preseason games um, broadcast nationally, televised nationally, Calgary doesn't have either. Why is that fair? Just because of Johnny Manziel, who might play half? And they couldn't find a way to broadcast all the CFL games. Suddenly, Johnny Manziel shows up, and they're adding in games just because of him. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. Just because Johnny Manziel there does not make it a more important game. I'm sorry. TSN maybe thinks it is. Are they really going to get that much um, more ratings with Johnny Manziel there? Especially when you consider that the game starts here at 9 o'clock in the morning. I mean, come on. This is stupid. Show all the teams. Charles, America. This is all about Americans right now. Oh, Manziel, They're going nuts about Johnny Manziel down there. And, yes, it's going to make a difference. And, yes, they're going to get higher ratings. And I'll bet you there are going to be more Americans watching that game than Canadians. Well, then show it on ESPN. What is it going to be on TSN for? Show something else on TSN. Show a different – or if you're going to do this, then just show all the games. Don't be selective just because there's a guy there playing that you like. This just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's about Either money. Either show them all or, you know, <clears throat> and, and of course it's about money, but I don't know. I just kind of shook my head at it because, quite frankly, it, um, I don't know. It just, it's ridiculous when you've got two teams, because of one player, you've got a team getting both their games on when other teams aren't being shown at all. It's not fair, and I don't like it. Okay. William, do you have an opinion on this? No Calgary games are on broadcast on TV. You don't really care. You went to one game, and you, your team got destroyed, so why would you want to watch them a second game, right? Well, and, and, you're, and that's true. And, and just so you know, just to confirm you, I, I walked out of that game in the middle of the third quarter because – I'm all about I'm all about positivity, and I didn't need to be in a bad mood on Saturday morning, so I laughed, and it worked out just great. Except I got a sixty dollar parking ticket, so um, ouch. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, it was at the university, and I'm fighting those guys because they're not going to get my money that easy. Okay, so. Anyways, but uh, you, you know how I, 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 I found a, oh, I found a way to get out of parking tickets. You want to know what it is? Because they write that? down your park, they write down your license plate, right? And they give out your parking ticket, and then so their computer doesn't really have access to the motor vehicle branch to find out who you are and whatever else. They they do kind of, but they don't. So what I do is I get a couple of parking tickets from the same company, and then I go in and get a new license plate from motor vehicle branch. And then you park, and they don't know that that's your car because they don't have a cross-reference between the two of them. 
Mm-hmm. So you never have to pay the ticket, and they can't tow you away next time because they don't know it's your car. Yeah, but I I, I need a I need a good fight, so I'm gonna go talk to them. Okay. Well, and, I, I and totally I always, agree with you, but you I, know, I always go to those. I always go to those places in person. I don't do it on the telephone, okay? It's always funner that way. But anyways, getting back to this, you know what I'm disappointed about? I am disappointed about there are so many stars in the CFL, and TSN does not promote those guys. And now you get you get a guy who has done nothing in professional football, period, and they're hyping this guy left, right, and center. And I understand the whole thing about ratings and yada da yada da yada da. But I look at it as TSN still thinks the CFL is a bush league too, and and I hate that mindset because Johnny Football is nobody to me. Okay, and you get guys like Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell and John Cornish and guys. Why didn't they hype those guys? Because they're the guys that are paying for the people to sit in the seats. Those are the guys people are coming to see. Okay? And I I just – but it's all about ratings. I understand that. And will I I watch the football game at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning? You're damn right I will because, hey, it's football. It's football. And I'm I'm usually up, and and what the hell? I'm going to watch it, okay? Because I haven't seen him in action yet, and I'd like to see him in action. But I, I want to see what happens to Johnny football when the lights come on and the real players are on the field. So, so. Did, did you say you're usually up by 9 o'clock Sunday morning? Usually? Does that mean sometimes you're not? I, uh, on Sunday, Sunday, Christopher, is my sleep-in day, and I sleep in till 7 a.m., okay? Yeah, I sleep in Sunday morning, too. I think I'm up about quarter to 6 yeah, I sleep in till seven. Um, the other the other six days of the week, I'm out of bed at four o'clock. So yeah, I know, I know. I bet. I mean, but this was nine o'clock. You're talking about nine o'clock. Shit, that's lunchtime already, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 you know. But I'm up because I I I always get up to go buy myself a cup of Timmy's. Okay, that's what I do on Sunday morning. I really? sit in my backyard and, and drink Timmy's. Yes, sir. Well, uh, Timmy's is good. Timmy's is good. Yes. I don't, but I don't do donuts on Sundays. I do donut. I do donuts on Saturday. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on a Willie's got to get skinny again uh, <coughs> thing right now. So. Okay, I got something new that's happening here right now. Sorry, guys. I just opened up the line to uh, a gentleman or, or a person from uh, Colorado, Denver area. Uh, are you uh, listening to the show and now you want to have something to say about Johnny Football? Uh, yeah, yeah. How, what, how what's you your name, bro? Mexican what's your name? Uh, my name's Joe. Okay, Joe. So, Hi, uh, Joe. Are you, you listen to the show normally? Uh, no, I was just tuning in. Tuning okay. in. So we're we're a Canadian football group that we we like to talk about the CFL, which is our our football league up here. And we got Johnny Manziel okay. that's starting in with a, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And nobody up here really gives a shit about them. Um, are, are you going to be watching the game on ESPN? I don't watch ESPN. I, I, okay. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so you just phoned okay. in. I, I, I just wanted to, to call and see if see if you guys know about the hit. Uh, the, there's a football player that used to play. His name was Kent Hopper. Have you guys ever heard of him? No. Kent Hopper. Nope. You know, you could have missed this guy. He he was like, uh, who could I compare? He's like J.J. Watt with bulldog teeth. Like, this guy, yeah, this guy was. I don't know who that is. People. I know who that is. Oh, they, okay. I know who that is. In Texas. Okay. But, yeah, I'm I'm just listening. Um Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, put me back on. Uh, I'll put you back on hold and let you listen to the show and uh, enjoy. If I have anything to say, I'll, I'll hit that one, man. I'll let you know. Okay, bro. You take care. Well, I, what the hell? Uh, where's area code? We I got another guy on there. Where's area code three three six? Three three six is in Northern California, Northern Carolina. Let's, let's open up this, uh, Eric. We just don't do this enough, okay? We just don't do this enough. How you doing? Uh, Northern Carolina, is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. I'm just uh, in here listening to your show and uh, making sure nothing funny is going on. I'm a part funny, of the Trump volunteer way. group. I'm a part of the what? Trump volunteer group. This, this is a Canadian league, and uh, you guys have been... Uh, are our enemies now, so I'm just making sure you guys aren't talking about any any kind of anti-American sentiments. And anti-American sentiments, of course, we don't like the Americans. What the yeah. hell? They come up here and play football. It's a Canadian football yeah. league. You know, we should be playing with Canadians. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, you're in, you're in the anti-Trump yeah. league. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, we're gonna put you back on hold. Okay, let's talk some football here. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> TSN, come well, on, somebody fun. talk to me here. Mark, TSN, give me, give me some comments about TSN. Trump. Well, Jesus that was Christ. Does anybody um, actually believe that guy? <laughs> that was part of what I was going to say, actually, though, is the Americans, the, there's a reason they're putting the game on, and it's not for the Canadians. It's for the Americans. No, God, no. Absolutely not. It's for the yep. rednecks down south of the border. Yeah. And on Be an careful, that guy's thing, watching us. I don't give a shit. <laughs> on an anecdotal thing, the amount of people that have been requesting to come onto the page, I'd say 60% are American. Yeah, uh, and you know what? A this lot is of great them. for There's the Canadian Football League. You know, yeah. it's, it's all about money, and they have shitloads of it, right? There's, there's 350 There's million people south of the border. Yep. There's a reason they're putting the game on. There's one reason only. His name's Johnny Manziel. Um, At the end of the article, Drew Edwards has a comment here. Where is it? Um, Manziel's, the video of Manziel's first drive is the eighth most watched item on TSN's YouTube channel. Seriously? You're in the middle of the Stanley Cup final. You got baseball. You got NBA finals. And the eighth most watched video is Johnny Manziel's first drive. Wow. Who cares? Wow. Yeah, it's all about ratings. It's so, all about it. You mean hockey's still going? Hockey's still going, and there's millions of people watching it. It will be done by tomorrow, at least. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, wow. No, it's all, of course it's all about ratings. Uh, he is the hot thing going right now. 
south of the border. Yeah. Not not in Canada. Absolutely not in nope. Canada. Nobody, nope, any true fan of the CFL couldn't give a shit about Johnny Manziel. In fact, you know what? He could pack his bags and head south because nobody up here gives a shit whether he's successful or not because he's nothing but a pain in the ass and it's well, a distraction from Hamilton. good football. Okay? Now, um, now, that being said, every one of us is excited about the attention that we're getting from the Americans because the more Americans watching our game realize that this is a better game than the American football game south of the border, right? Absolutely. You know, we're talking about the NFL. That is absolutely boring football in compared to watching a CFL game. And we all know that because we watch CFL all the time. They don't know that because they don't know anything about the CFL game. They think that it's the same football. Actually, it's not. Canadians invented the game of football, and we've been playing it longer than the Americans have. You guys just took the game and changed it and threw money at it and got better. Okay? So I'm okay with that. And, you know, that's kind of what America does. It really doesn't create too much. It just steals from others and modifies it and tosses money at it. Oh, I'm probably going to get that Donald Trump guy mad at me now. But he's left. He already left. So I don't really care. He's not listening yeah, he's gone. Oh. Um, so, anyhow, Trump League. Jesus, really? Seriously? I you don't, can't believe it. You know what? We've got another guy on 413 area code. I don't know who that is. I he's just here twice. There's another guy with a... Yeah, he's on there twice for whatever reason. What does he got? That's two okay. phones? <laughs> I don't know. We're just, we're just going to... We're not going to deal with calls anymore. I just thought I would do that because it was kind of funny. And, and, and then that, that Trump guy just kind of just... I, I, I don't know what to say about that one. That was just hilarious. Okay. So, I think this is really a good thing. Johnny Manziel in the CFL is a good thing for the CFL. Is it a good thing for the Canadian fans? No. It's absolutely boring. I'm sick and tired of of listening to it, about anything about it. And just for the record, what does Will say all the time? I don't care. Mm -hmm. And, and, And it's true. I really don't. Morgan! Do you have anything to say about Johnny Manziel, about the Hamilton Tiger Cats getting an extra preseason game broadcast on air? And it's only for the American viewers. Nobody I else gives a they, shit. I don't really give a shit either. Like, either show all the games or stick with your original plan that you had from the very beginning. Like, who cares that he has, what, a million followers on Instagram? <laughs> whatever Facebook, Twitter, I don't care. Like he has to prove that he can actually play the Canadian game and actually you know, stay above the law and not get in trouble and do all the crap that he used to be doing and I barely even knew about him until he was talking about Hamilton, so at this point, yeah, it's just all for the Americans, and I could care less. And again, it's also against Montreal, so. Yeah, like, really, it's a game against Montreal. That would be completely boring. Even, you know, I, I understand that they want to show the Canadian football game to Americans, but this, the two worst teams in the CFL, the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Montreal Alouettes, you think that this is a good example, a, a, a good game, representation yeah. of our league? Come on, give your head a shake. CFL, TSN, you, you, you guys are a bunch of fucking morons. I, I don't know what else like to I say. I mean, like, see, 
like Adam Bakehill coming back to the CFL or something like that. So yeah. There, like, someone yeah, no, actually just, made a name for themselves already. Yeah, I don't know. I, this this is just, it's beyond me. And uh, TSN, you dropped the ball on this one, buddy. You just dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, what time are we? 9-12. Oh, my God. Halfway through this uh, agenda here. The CFL plans to put a cap on the amount of money a team can spend on its football operations personnel. Is it a good move, or will the ham- will this hamper teams in the uh, last NFL? I don't know what that means, Charles. Can you help me with this one? Well, hold on. i got to try and pull it up here. Well, it should say in the long run. Sorry. My, uh, in my the long run? Kind of a, How did it get NFL yeah, in, in the there? Long. Yeah, that's a good question. How did I okay. miss that? I don't but know. It yeah, should say okay. in the long run. <laughs> So what this basically means is it, currently there is a salary cap of the amount of players, amount of money that we can spend on players, which is what, 5.02 or $05 million or something right now. Um, but we can spend as much as any team can spend as much as they want on CFL uh, coaches and uh, training personnel and massage therapists and yoga instructors and everything else. So if a team – so chooses to spend their profits to make their team better within the confines of a salary capped league. Who, who can bitch about that? Why? I don't understand why the league would even be talking about this. Um, so this means if you, you got, you, you know, you get a coach up, up from America, like Mike, uh, Mark Tressman or, um, uh, who's the guy? Oh, now I'm not going to talk about Mike Sherman, but who's the guy in, in Hamilton right now? Uh, June Jones. Okay, they're obviously going to be paying this guy some cash to be to coach up here. Otherwise, he'd be coaching in America. So, it, does that mean he? You now get a salary cap, and if you're paying this guy a million dollars a year to come up here and coach, you can't have any other coaches because you're over the salary cap for personnel. Where 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 is the logic in this? I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. If the team's got the the cash and you're within your salary confines of your player cap, why? Who cares? I'll give you three letters for why they care. Yeah. CBA. Uh huh. Exactly. The players have been bitching that there's a salary cap on the players and not on the coaching staff. Now when they go into the CBA, Randy Ambrosian says there is a salary cap now on the coaches. If the salary cap's as low as they're saying it is, it's utterly ridiculous. Uh, where did I have that? I took a picture of a guy's math. I like it when other people do math for me. Um... High school, it's a long time ago for us, Mark. Uh, if I read this right, teams will have 2738000 to spend over 28 people. That's less than 100000 a year per coach. Well, yeah, but depending on the hell on are you going to retain good coaches? At less than hundred grand. I like, mean, that's ridiculous. Chris Jones in Saskatchewan, I believe, is pulling down the eight hundred thousand dollar mark. Okay, well, he's already I know, come out. And, 
and said they're all, every single coach, including himself, takes a pay cut when this goes through. Every single coach they have has a pay cut. I know the same thing in, in Toronto in Hamilton where Ken Austin was being paid way too much to ha- wear all these hats. $800,000 Chris Jones is making a year in, in Saskatchewan, and, and now we're going to have a salary cap of $2 million for the coaching personnel. Where, where is the logic in this? It doesn't make sense. None. Why, why, it, why would you even do it? It's there for the CBA, and that's it. That's the only reason it's there. Guaranteed, I'll either get tossed or doubled in the salary. Um, it's there for the CBA. There is so much stuff going on with that right now. It's ridiculous. There's so much jockeying, and this is just another step in that jockeying. Yeah, well, is it the the fact that they're going to say, oh, we have potentially got a salary cap in place for the coaches? Or are they actually going to implement it? And if they implement it, is it going to have a hard ceiling on it, or is it going to be like a, a, a wannabe salary cap, kind of like what the players have right now? Because Saskatchewan Rough Riders seem, don't seem to really care about it. They're they're over the cap all the time, or at least four times, four or five times already. So No, you, you know, know where the big effect is? When you fire a guy. If oh yeah, and then you got to pay a salary for the next left, two years, and that goes against the cap. Ooh, that's a tough one. You could have be paying three head coaches. I think Winnipeg did that at one time. Winnipeg did it for about a decade. Um, this, if it stays that low, and it goes in as a hard cap, how the hell are we going to retain coaches up here? Well, how how are they going to? How could they penalize the team? You can't take that's draft picks away. I would think it's fine. So, the, so if the team goes over the cap because they really don't care because they they want to spend money on coaches, and then it just costs them money in a fine, that doesn't make I sense really because it just okay. So you're paying coaches twice as much, half to the league, yeah. half to the coach. It's this has come out of left field. This whole thing it is obviously CBA related. So oh yeah, and, no nobody's arguing you know, that one. Yeah. It's just a train wreck. It just makes William. no sense. William, 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 budgeting. Big business, Will. How do you see this one? I I, I think this is total and utter bullshit. And I, and bullshit I'll tell or you stupidity? Why. Just, just plain bullshit and stupidity. And I'll tell you why. I, I And I don't... Fuck, I don't like to sound arrogant or anything like that. But we're talking management here, okay? We're talking the guys that run the show. We're talking about the guys, sorry, who have, who actually have to think for a living, okay? And and I, I don't think there should be a cap on that, okay? And and what this comes from is all these little guys in, the, in playing football saying they're not making enough money, and oh, my God. We're going to have to get a second job in the last six months of this, the year so we can pay for bills. What a bunch of crap. That's all. It's such crap, it's not funny. I mean, so, management guys. Do you have an opinion guys, on this, Will? Yeah, you know I have an opinion. Management <laughs> guys negotiate their own wages, and if that's what they're going to give them, that's what they're going to give them. Is John Huffnagel, is Chris Jones, is, are those guys worth all that money. I say yes. Cause they are the guys who run the organization. 
yeah, I know people will say to me, well, but the players should make the most money because they're the entertainers. Well, you know what? Without the guys behind the scenes putting this all together, this wouldn't exist. And and I just I think it's it's total crap. Okay, I mean, and and go back to guys having to get a job for six months. Well, you know what? I've had jobs my entire life all the time. Okay, and it doesn't matter how much money I have. It's just it's all. And and these guys whining and complaining they're not making enough money. It's just to me it's crap. Okay, but I, I, I wish I could explain it in a more, more coherent way. But it's crap because you're, okay. you're gonna you're not gonna attract head coaches. Okay, you're not gonna attract. I mean, guys are not gonna coach because there's no money in it. So is is the CFL is the CFL football team a business or is it a sporting uh, team? I mean, it's a business, right? It's so, a business. Course, if it's a business, so if you look at your business, Will, at the business in which you work, okay? Now yes. I know you don't own yes. it, but you're seeing your senior management in there. If you grabbed yes. all of the senior management personnel and you added up their wages, and you looked at all of the hourly or the working type of people and you added up all of their wages, you could have 50 little worker guys and they don't make as much money as five of the top management personnel. Okay. Now I'm not, Correct. I'm not using your, your company may or may not be this way, but you look at any corporation, the CEO is making $2 million a year. The, uh, you know, upper management is making, you know, quarter million dollars each yada, yada, yada. And then the workers are making $15, $16 an hour. Look at McDonald's. Look at Walmart. Look at any of these companies. They're all, all like that. Why does the CFL Correct. now have to become special and make less money than the workers? This is, this is an absolute putting the horse before the <coughs> cart, cart before the horse. This is, the, this is letting the, it, the crazies run the asylum. That's exactly it, it, right. It's absolute stupidity. And, and- you know, and, and here's a perfect example. Every morning, I walk out the back door of my shop and I drink a cup of coffee and I look at the mountains from my back shop, and all my my field guys come in and 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 I've heard heard some of them say numerous times, "Wow, I wish I had your job. All you do is stand here and drink coffee in the morning." And those guys would not last two hours doing what I do, okay? They couldn't handle the pressure. They couldn't handle the bullshit. They couldn't handle any of that stuff. And that's why, that's why I make what I do and they make what they do. It's that simple, okay? If you want to come and, and there's a reason I have a full head of gray hair, okay? And it's not because I wanted it that way. It's stress. It's all of those things. I would give my left nut some days just to go out in the field and stand steel and screw cladding to walls. I would be in heaven, okay? But it's not in my nature. So, But, no, and I think that's exactly it. It's the John Huffnagels and the Dave Dickinsons and those kind of guys, the Wally Buanos who's done it the longest, they put up with more shit than you can shake a stick at. And what you see on the field is a product of their hard work. 
and I don't think there should be any limit on their on their salary. Just my opinion. Mark. Did you go on this one? I already went. Charles. Well, if the CFL wants to start losing coaches, more coaches to U.S. college and stuff like that, they took a good step in that direction today. This is completely ridiculous. Yeah, you know what? They're saying, oh, well, there's a cap on on players. Uh, There should be a cap on coaches. Coaches run the the show, guys. Coaches are working 17-hour, 15, 18-hour days. Uh, coaches are year-round and so on. I mean, same thing with general manager. This is just a stupid, stupid idea. To cap, to try and cap the executive's uh, pay and the coach's pay makes zero sense. I don't understand the whole, I, I kind of shook my head when I was reading this. I'm like, I just don't see the logic behind it. We want to have the best coaches we can get. We want to have the best managers we can get. Well, the quality of the coaching and the management is going to suffer if you're capping the amount of money they can uh, get. This I, I don't understand it. I, I really have, I'm just kind of dumbfounded because this just seems so ridiculous. And Mark's right when he said earlier that it's all to do with the CBA. I think it is. They could say, oh, well, look, you know, we're, we're capping uh, managers and stuff like that. And they're almost saying, oh, well, we need it to be a sustainable league. It's almost like they're doing this whole stupid thing as some sort of a bargaining chip. Well, first of all, if that is the case, it's not going to fool the Players Association. Second of all, all you're doing is making your product worse because you're not going to get the type of coaches up here uh, if they know they can only keep and they make so much money. They'll go down. We hell, we just talked about Drew Tate uh, giving up, um, uh, retiring and going down to coaching in the NCAA, not even in like a big school, in a school, I think it was like South Carolina or something like that, uh, in an offshoot uh, of Division Coastal One. Coastal Carolina. Whatever, Coastal Carolina. Maybe one of the people on hold is from around there. Who knows? Maybe it's true Tate. I don't know. But it's, uh, I don't know. This makes no sense whatsoever. I've never heard of a league. I don't think there's any other sports league in the world that caps their executive pay. I may be wrong about that, but I don't remember hearing about one. To me, this is just ridiculous. Utter stupidity. Mm hmm. <clears throat> okay, Morgan, I know you're only 25 years old and you have had very limited experience in business, but you should know what we're doing here. Is this good or bad? We're going to cap the coaches' it's, salaries. I don't like this at all because the coaches, like all you guys have said, they put up with all the crap and stuff. So if they are going to have a cap, it's definitely way too low in my mind. Um, really, it should almost be swapped because I believe the players. What do you guys say is like five million or just over that that the players can get um, for all the players. So with the coaches, um, like I was listening to Chris Jones today, and it sounds like with the eleven guys that they'll 
have, like, as far as, like, the main coaches, not counting, like, the other seven, 17, but uh, it sounds like they'll each all have to take at least a 15% pay cut, which can, if you're used to making a certain amount of money and all of a sudden in a year you have to take a 15% cut, that can change a lot of things for a lot of people. I think we'll see a lot of coaches leaving. Hell yeah. No reason for them to stay. Okay. Lots of these young guys. Well, it's because their their salary is always going to be the lowest. So you you know you take a percentage off of them. That's a huge amount of money. You take ten percent off of somebody that's making five hundred thousand. They lost fifty thousand dollars. Big freaking deal. But if you take somebody that's making fifty thousand dollars a year or thirty thousand dollars a year as a junior coach, and you take ten percent away from them or fifteen percent away, you're talking about five grand. Five grand off of thirty is a huge chunk of coin. You know. Five grand means probably go to like you go to the NFL, be a scout for the same amount of money as you could be an OC or something. Yeah, hey, you could go and be a water boy in the in the NFL and make more money. Okay, let's ditch this. It. I I just I can't believe Randy Ambrosi's actually coming up with this shit. Uh, Speaking of Randy Ambrosi coming up with shit, um, he gave an interview to the National Post outlining outlining his vision for raising attendance across the league. How do we rate his job to this point, his, his tenure as the commissioner of the CFL? I still cannot believe that we got this bozo as a commissioner and we got rid of Jeffrey Orridge. I am totally dumbfounded that we got rid of the best, the best, commissioner the CFL has ever seen and we end up with this absolute clown who does not come out and make things, is not proactive on something, he is reactive Okay, he is totally and completely reactive the players whine, he deals with it the, the networks whine he deals with it you know, it's all, he's, he's reactive he's not being proactive in creating a better league for us I don't know I haven't read this article. I'm not going to make a question or a point on what he's try- how he's trying to get people in the seats. But I got no response for this. I, I, this, it, it, this and the next article about the cash grab with the Grey Cup, just it, it boggles the mind how stupid this man can be. Charles, you wrote this. You obviously read the article. Tell me what it's about. Well, basically, uh, the whole point of Jeffrey Orridge uh, coming through and basically coming up with ideas. No, on... Jeffrey Orridge. You talk, just said Jeffrey Orridge. You're talking about Randy Ambrosi, right? Mm. Yes, uh, that's actually who I was talking about. Um, okay, so, yeah. Don't don't paint my no. dear friend with a, a bad paintbrush. No, okay. I meant to say Randy Ambrosi. So, uh, basically giving... It wasn't solely about raising attendance. It was just kind of an interview that they touched off on it uh, right now. Kind of his business vision uh, for the CFO going forward. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, uh, most of them seemed like pretty cliche um, uh, answers. Nothing really jumped out at me as anything really all that interesting. Um, uh I don't know. 
he's, uh, nothing, uh, so far when you look at the job he's done, I think I'm going to give him at best a C. Um, I really think that, uh, I'm not saying everything he's done has been poor so far, um, but uh, he's also done some things that have been pretty foolish. Case in point, the subject we were just discussing was capping the executive pay. Um, um, he doesn't give any real hard answers about what to do about um, getting attendance up. Again, it's all just kind of uh, cliche this and that that we've seen from other commissioners in other leagues. Nothing there stuck out about what he said. It was pretty much, uh, he says he's got a three-year plan to get more people into the seats. He doesn't go really into what it is, but um, I don't know. It was pretty mundane. It was pretty much uh, just um, how you doing. Nothing jumped out on, on, on me. It was, a, it was a pretty normal, average interview. Nothing really was too earth-shattering in that. Okay. William, did you read this article? Did you are you following this bozo? I just actually finished reading the article and I can't disagree with Charles. It is pretty it is pretty vanilla. Vanilla, yes. He uh you know, he he's a finance guy, so he's evaluating everything financially. And apparently we only have a 1.3% growth in the league every year. And he said he would never invest some invest in something like that personally. Um, you know what? I, I think the solution to the problem here is pretty simple. How to put more fans in the seats. You got to start appealing to the younger crowd. It's that simple. Cause I mean, most of the guys in the stadium in Calgary are my age. Okay. And Let's face it, we're going to die in the next 30 years. Where's the CFL going after that? Okay, I mean, and and I think the, the key is, is, you know, all kinds of interactive stuff. I think, you know, technology, you know, face, all those kind of things. Social media, okay? Um, Randy Ambrosi, as, and, and I'm not going to disagree with you, Christopher, he is reactionary. Um, and he does not foresee the problem before it happens. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, I don't think it's a good thing. I, I, I've always liked people who are five steps ahead of me in, in their whole process. And I don't think I, I, I would give him a, I would give him a C just like Charles. I mean, I don't think we, and, and my biggest issue is I don't think we have, in all the rule changes we had last week, did we address a second, uh, did we address a second challenge or not? Or is it the same this year? I don't think it's changed. Per game. I don't believe that's I don't that's think changed. it has either. And that's a mistake. That's it a mistake. is a huge mistake. Personally, I think that the, I've always said that the coaches should have as many challenges as they can. If, and if they don't, if they're not successful, then they should be penalized should be a 10 yard penalty for delay of game. Okay. But 
if if a coach challenges a play and they're correct because the official screwed up, and there's another play where the official screwed up and they're not allowed to challenge it, well, I'm sorry. Then get better officials. I agree with you. Sorry, I got off subject. Yeah. Just just passionate. Yeah, no, but I, I he he hasn't he hasn't addressed that situation, and I think it was a problem last year when he did change the rule mid season, and and. You know, and then when a referee makes a bungled call in the first five minutes, ten minutes of a game, and you have to challenge it, then your challenge is gone. And that just doesn't make sense. If you're going to do it like that, get rid of the challenge system altogether. Anyways, I don't have much to say about that. We have a lot to say about that, and I don't think we have enough time in in the rest of the show to do it, to deal with it. We could talk all fucking night on, on, on challenges. Well, you could. No problems. I could. I could run an entire show on, on, on the pros and cons of challenges and why they are the best thing that happened to football and why they are the worst thing to happen to football. And, I mean, I can do both arguments, and I could, I could argue with myself all night with it. I don't even need you guys on the show. I could do, run an entire show on challenges because I'm so passionate about them. I think they're absolutely the best thing that we have in this league, but they're done poorly and they're done incorrectly. And then the challenges don't even work because the idiots in the control room don't see, the, don't know how to play football, don't understand the rules. Anyhow, scary, 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 scary. Okay, who else is in this? Uh, Charles, Mark, uh, everybody, who's talked? Who hasn't on this subject? I haven't yet. Go, Mark, please. Um. The most I can come up with is a C minus. At best, he has done some good things. I'm still not sure about the extra bye week. Do we really need three bye weeks? Um, but this latest stuff is just ridiculous. No, no, no uh, contact practices. I can't stand that. And I've talked to some of the players, and they'll tell you the same, especially the offensive linemen. How do they learn to take a hit? Yeah. From a guy who's a lot better and bigger than the guy they played against in Concordia. Um, it's this latest stuff, though, is just, buddy, it's just take, have a beer, sit down, think about it. Don't just jump right into it. The reactionary part of it is really what's hurting. And along with the 1.5% growth, they're having a 5.1% expenditure. So the league's losing 4% every year. Mm -hmm. They're not making money. Everybody thinks they're making money hand over fist with the TSN contract. They're losing 4% a year, so a lot of that money's getting eaten up. Uh, you were saying about getting the young kids in the games. Well, one thing I would get about Winnipeg is it's full of 25 to 35. Absolutely full. Uh, it's more of a party atmosphere at the stadium with how everything goes there. So it, the kids are there at least. But there are a lot of spots that it's all people our age. You know, like the. 40s into the 60s kind of deal and that doesn't help growth we're not spending all the money 
And that's where I think he's failing. In the article, he doesn't answer anything, which is typical. No. I think he, I think he has Mike O'Shea's writer. He's a politician. He, yeah, 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 one hundred percent. So it's the way he does stuff right now. I don't think he's going to last long, but everybody's going to love him because he's going to have a beer with you. Personally, I, I think want- he will last long because he, I think the owners can push this guy around. Without they much problem. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to watch going forward. Next year is going to be interesting. This year or next year? Well, at the end of the year. The end of the Once year the is the CBA negotiations. <laughs> Once those start. He, he doesn't really seem to be a player's commissioner, though. You know what I mean? No, he tries to come across as it, and that's how they build him. Yeah, but he... he he takes shots at the players a lot more than he takes shots at the team owners. I'll tell you that, mm-hmm. and he should because the team owners are the one that's paying his wages, not the players. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, when he turns around and tells the players to go get a job, <laughs> he can't be making a lot of fans. <laughs> go ahead, though. In that way, I guess it's good that he's not friends with the players. At least <laughs> I don't know. He's done. He's go done. Ahead. It is. Ridiculous. Okay. Uh, anybody else have anything to say on this one? Where are we? Um, well, I haven't went. Um, no. I don't really have much more to say just about he's uh, 13th longest acting uh, commissioner, so I don't know if that's uh, with 11 months, I don't know if that's something to be proud of or or not, but yeah, he hasn't really done too much. I was a little excited at first because he seemed to do stuff quickly and right away, but lately that seems to be looking like not the way to go. So, I don't know, I guess we'll just wait and see. It's never a wait and see with us. We can't do that. We That's why we bitch and complain because, hey, right. it's what we do. I, I, I just I don't understand how he... He still has a job, and and why the owners got rid of Orridge? Because I mean, he's looking like a saint right now. This guy's looking like a total moron. Okay, but done with football now. I'm not just back home. Oh, hey, Chris, you're done with football now. Sorry to hear that, bro. Hope you I hope you're listening to the show. Over for the season. I that's what I mean. Oh, I, I know it, no. it, it. It's not done with football. We're, oh, football's okay. in our blood. Is it, we're, yeah. not, we're not done with it ever. We're never done with it. But I think he's talking about the for the season is now over, yep. and he can now come back and focus with us, which would be a great thing. I mean, uh, Chris returning the show. Talk about the awesome ex-CFL player. Poof, awesome. Okay. So where are we going here? Uh, surprise, in a new move, the Bombers – released defensive back Stephen Clark, who was considered a significant signing in the offseason. Why did it not work out for him in Winnipeg? And, you know, when he got an interception in the preseason game, he played good football, and then the Bombers just said, mm, thank you, but no. Okay, well, is this a budgetary thing? Did they have to shoot their wad with uh, Adam Big Hill? But they did 
free up a lot of cap space by Darian Durant resigning, retiring. So, you know, I don't think this is a cap space problem with the Bombers at this point in time. So what is it? What's going on? Mark, Stephen Clark, hell of a DB. What are you getting rid of him for? Yes. doesn't make any sense. He's getting beaten out by a couple of rookies is really what it comes down to. There's a couple of guys that O'Shea is really high on, and he's getting beaten out. He got beaten out by them. It's okay, so you talk about not a salary. Do you know how much younger, faster, you? cheaper? Do you know how much? Um, not cheaper by much. Guess what his salary was going to be this year? Well, it has to be about eighty-two thousand. Being a, a, a go down sixty thousand. It can't be sixty thousand dollars. It can't be sixty-two thousand. He's a veteran. That's, it doesn't matter. The salary is sixty-two thousand bucks. He only made sixty-four thousand last year in BC. Yeah. Well, but you guys, but, so, you know, it's not a salary thing. He got beaten out. Is is what it came down to. Yes, he got an interception last week. Did you see the interception? No, I didn't want. I, it, you it know, I honestly think it bounced off a guy's hands, and then he fell down, and it landed on his hip, and it bounced up, and Clark happened to be there, and it landed in his hands. He basically picked well, it up off the guy's hip. Concentration pick. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he got Good call, up Charles. By a couple of young kids. He got beaten out. That's all. It happens. He'll end up somewhere. He could easily end up back uh, in BC you- now. Well, maybe. It just depends on whose offense or defense he's playing with. He, he's going to get a job. It's nice. Stephen yeah. Clark's a good good DB. If BC didn't spend a lot on Odell, they may be able to get him. If he's going to come for 60000 bucks, you got well, to be able to afford that. BC's got lots of cap space. Don't ever kid yourself. They might not have 200000 for Big Hill, but they've got 50000 for a DB. Not according to a couple of other podcasts. They're tied yeah, up against right. the cap, apparently. They're paying the defense event line a lot of money. But anyway, no. Go ahead. Oh, we, lost. we lost Morgan. Oh, did we? What happened? Yeah. I don't know. I just got a message from him saying, I don't know what happened, but he's gone. Okay. Um, moving on, we're almost done with the show anyhow. We've only got a few minutes left. Uh, Charles, what do you think about Stephen Clark? Is he going to end up back at the BC Lions? Do you care what happened to him? How did he get beat out? What the hell's going uh, on here? I was surprised because it seemed like the Bombers were relatively high on him uh, when they signed him. But obviously, as Mark's saying, um, uh, he was just getting beaten out by the younger guys, despite the fact he sounded like he made an acrobatic catch the other day. Uh, but um, uh, I would be adverse to him returning to the Lions, but at the same time, you know, um, um, you know, it really depends on what they feel they got. So uh, I think he will end up somewhere, whether it's BC or somewhere else. Uh, but um, you know, I think he's still a, a serviceable defensive back. I think he's got some talent, so it wouldn't shock me to see him land, whether it be in BC or somewhere else. I do think he'll show up. Somewhere in BC. Somewhere in BC? Or somewhere in the CFL, jeez. How can I tell it's getting into the show? <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the CFL. I do think he's going to 
land somewhere. I don't know if it'll be in BC or what, but someone will pick him up. He's good enough to play in this league. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so, William, you guys need a DB okay. over in Calgary? First one, no, we don't need DBs in Calgary. First one of the show, I don't care. Stephen Clark, who? I'm sorry. I don't know who he is. He's a D-back. They're a dime a dozen. Sorry. Dime a dozen? Isn't that what you said about running backs and, and receivers and shit? Is every team, every player out there worth a dime a dozen? Is there well, that many of them out there? We know the heart and soul of every football team is the offensive line, so... I'm all about I'm all about I'm all about the fat guys. Yeah, yeah. That's because you are one. Yeah, okay. Well maybe not a fat guy, but an offensive lineman. No, I I'm a fat guy, Christopher. Up until until two weeks ago I was three hundred and fourteen pounds, okay? Okay, yeah, you're a fat guy. Okay. So Mark. Were you here on this one? Already went. He went. Charles, you went. He went. Charles went. Yep. Charles went. Will went. That's it. We wrapped this. Morgan's not here. Wrap this yep. article up. Oh, where are we? 10, 11 minutes left this show. Ronnie Pfeiffer has won the Argos kicking job, beating out favorites, team favorite Swayze Waters. This is his second year in a row that Waters has lost out his kicking job. Will he play in the CFL again? He lost out last year to, in BC. Yep. And, uh, and, Ty and, and Ty Long beat him out. Less money, just as good a kicker. I will give Swayze Waters a little bit of credit. Last year with the BC Lions, he was playing with a ham, uh, hamstring injury, and he wasn't kicking all that wonderful. So, you know, a little bit of rest would be great for him. Uh, does he? The, the guy's an amazing kicker. Is it because he's asking too much money and, and the young kids are coming in and playing for less? What is it? What's going on with this? What happened to Swayze Waters? Is, he, is his career over? Is he going to end up somewhere else? It, who was running through quick kickers last year? Was that Edmonton or Ottawa or both? Um, Charles. Swayze Waters. Something about his name I is just kind of cool. I think he might be the first guy to be called, uh, whether a kicker gets hurt or is just struggling, because um, he's a good kicker. He's a very good kicker. Um, got beaten out by a guy that just outperformed him and was cheaper last year, and it sounds like it might have been the same thing again this year, although uh, the guy Pfeffer was – where he was he in Toronto? He was – Ottawa, he was in the league last year, right? But I'm just trying to remember where he was. Pfeffer. Um, I think he was with Ottawa. Am I wrong about that? No, he was in Toronto last year, I believe. Okay. So basically, um, he was um, he was uh, basically he was the one defending the job, and Swayze Waters was trying to take it from him. So, I mean. So he was coming already from a position of weakness, if that's the case. So um, it's just a matter that he wasn't good enough to beat him out. And I feel, um, I guess, because he was there last year, uh, maybe Trestman is more um, comfortable playing with him. 
Possibly. I mean, Swayze Waters got kicked out of the BC Lions training camp in 2017. So that was last year, right? He went over and he played for Edmonton. I don't know how many games he played in Edmonton, but he was on the roster for 2017. Uh, in the offseason, he went over to the Toronto Argonauts. So, yeah. I don't know what happened. Waters was signed by Edmonton Eskimos on September 25th. He played in five games for the Eskimos, making 11 of 15 field goal attempts and a uh, 12 of 14 one-point conversions. It's not a bad record. It's not great. Not awful. Are we, it's not great. Are we what? Are we going to actually wait the last minutes of our show on kickers? Come on. Really? <laughs> what really? do you want to talk about? Well, okay, fine. Swayze Waters is done. He's washed up. He's not coming back to this league. Did. Did everybody hear who the Stampeders have a tentative agreement with? Yeah, I saw something Eric like Rogers. that. Eric Rogers. If he passes um, the physical, that, that's scary because the NFL. That's the if. He hasn't played. He hasn't played in two years because he got beat up. So, but I'm excited about that. You never know. He was the number one receiver in the league three years ago, if I remember correctly. So, yes, I'm he was, but that was three that. years ago uh, after a lot of injuries. Yeah, well, we'll see. All I know is he can't play quarterback for Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they can get Michael Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what about that? that who, the, the Calgary Stampede quarterback that won the Grey Cup and shouldn't have. Will, you know this guy. Marcus Crandall. <laughs> Marcus Crandall. Maybe he's available for you in Winnipeg. He's coaching. And then went no Ricky Foggy's number. <laughs> you know, you know, Mark. I think for the right amount of money, Andrew Buckley will come out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Okay. Eric Canada would look pretty good in Winnipeg. Who knows? Okay. Sorry. Trevor, we trust. Absolutely. I'm going to buy his jersey. I'm going to be Alex Ross. I'm going to wear his jersey. I'm going to buy his jersey, Mark. (laughs) Does anybody actually make his jersey? You know, that's a real kicker, right? People went off and made Manziel jerseys right away because they knew they could profit from them. But supply and demand is there. If there's no demand, why would there be a supply? That's true. You could, uh, make your own. You use stick tape or something. Make your own. <laughs> stick tape. Oh my good lord! Okay, six minutes left in this game. What do you guys want to talk about today? This is this is the football. We're starting football first. Okay, first game up this year. Uh, preseason game. Ottawa, Toronto. What do you guys think? Who's going to do this game? It doesn't matter. No, Will says it doesn't matter. It's preseason, so he, he doesn't give a shit who's who's going to win this game. But is Toronto going to be that strong of a team this year? And, and what's Ottawa going to do? Everybody picking Ottawa to miss the playoffs in the East. I don't know. What's going on in this game? Charles, Toronto, Ottawa. Toronto, Ottawa. Toronto, Ottawa. Who are you going to pick? Well, I would pick Toronto because generally I, in preseason I would t- tend to go with the home team because it's n- normal that the home team uh, dresses the stronger lineup. I, 
I think you see that more often than not than preseason. So I would go with Toronto in this one. As for Ottawa this season, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, they're a mystery to me. They could be very, very good, or they could be terrible. Um, I want to see what Noel Thor- Norrell Thorpe's going to do with that defense because I think he's by far the best defensive um, coordinator in the CFL. So if uh, if he can put together some type of defense like uh, he's used to doing, uh, he they could surprise some people. So I'm really interested to see um, where they go with that. So do I just skip over Will here and go to Mark? Mark, Toronto, Ottawa. Real quick. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. Okay, Calgary, Saskatchewan. Calgary, Saskatchewan, interesting game. Saskatchewan is supposed to be this new powerhouse in the West, but I'm not seeing it. And Calgary, is. uh, are they slipping off the ball a little bit here? Who's going to win this game? I mean, the home team does normally dress more, or they have access to more players for a preseason game. The the visiting team doesn't want to pay the airline tickets for people that aren't going to make it. So the Calgary team is the visitors. Uh, Saskatchewan is the home team. It's going to win that one. Yeah, but I think Calgary is going to bring a lot of their starters to Saskatchewan because a lot of their starters didn't play against BC. So, so, and I know these guys want to warm up. So we'll see. But in reality, the first eight games of the season are a warm up. So I, I exactly. Pick, uh-huh. I'm going to pick. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm curious about this game. Is this game on TV? No, Calgary, no, none of the Calgary games no. are on TV. Fuck. Okay. You don't I, want to watch I, Calgary. Well, no, I nope. want to see what Zach Claris does, to be honest with you. So do I. I'm more interested, I'm more interested in that than anything. Yeah. So, highlights. I mean, we'll uh, have to watch some highlights. Yeah. I mean, Saskatchewan, I think they're setting themselves up to be a good team. If Zach Claris and come back to his old form. So, if that doesn't happen, they're going to be, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know something I just realized? I'm just looking at this now. Sorry to interrupt. Tomorrow's game, okay. we're saying it with a BMO. It's not a BMO. They're playing in Guelph. <laughs> they're, oh, right. My bad. Yeah. They are in Guelph. Yep. I just noticed that. Yeah, no, my bad. They're not at BMO Field. Okay, uh, let's do let's do uh, Winnipeg, BC. Let's forget about the other games for a second. Winnipeg and BC, uh, preseason game. Nobody gives a shit. Will, who are you going to pick out? Of, who are you um, pick out of these two teams? Winnipeg is going to win because they're going to play Chris Strebler for the entire game to see if he can cut okay. it. Okay. Okay. I got ninety <laughs> seconds left in the show, so run it real quick, Mark. You going to take BC, the Bombers on this one? BC, because they're playing all the starters, and Bombers are bringing all the backups. It was already yep. planned. So. Uh, okay, well, then I'm going to enjoy the game. Charles, do you the same thing? You're going with BC? I agree for the same reason. Okay. So, and the, the last game, who is it again? Hamilton and Montreal? No, Nobody gives a shit. Uh, okay, Blog Talk Radio. Let's he talk TFL. Does. Yeah, TSN, Americans, who cares? Uh, let's talk CFL preseason week number two. The show is in the books. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we've talked football for two hours, 120 minutes, and enjoyed ourselves because what? It's football season, and we all love it. Okay, so like 30 seconds left of the show. Charles, say goodnight to the fans.
Good night, folks. Uh, thanks for uh, listening, uh, including those who joined us from the U.S. out of the blue. And uh, enjoy this weekend's preseason games with everyone, as you can see, anyways. Yeah, we really don't dislike Americans. We're just picking on them because we can. Mark, go ahead. Say good night. Hurry up. Good night, everybody. Seven more days. Seven more days. William. Ten seconds, William. Goes to Thames. We're going. Oh, and this is the end of Let's Talk CFL. Bombers suck. <laughs>